Hi, and welcome to our May 4th, 2023 free video conference. Today's topic is real estate. Um, as a lot of you know, real estate can be a great way to build your wealth. It can be a way to stop making the landlord rich, start building up equity. What you may not know, though, is when you buy real estate high, especially if the values drop, and especially if they drop beneath the mortgage, your FICO score drops into the toilet and you could be in real trouble. It could be the worst investment nightmare of our lives. So how do we make sure that we, if we recently purchased something, we have buyer's remorse or we're thinking of downsizing or um, we're thinking of selling this and buying that? What are the considerations that will help us to make the best choices, because there's a few things that many of us are not considering, such as in a debt world, hard assets like real estate, like our home or like other homes that we might rent out, they hold their value much better than paper goods. So real estate has dropped in value. It's dropped 10% nationwide over the past year, but that's compared to losses of 20% or more in stocks and 26% in long-term government bonds. So it's held its value better, just as we said it would. So let's go over the five things that you need to consider that most broker salesmen are not telling you and the 10-point buyer checklist. And once we put all of the data and information in our corner and start thinking outside the box and considering these larger ramifications of selling and having a lot of paper, especially in the time when banks are failing. So there's a lot to consider here. And I'm here to help. So stick around and we'll dive right in. Okay, so we should start with yesterday's news, which is that the Federal Reserve Board in the United States just decided to raise interest rates again, another 25 basis points. That takes it to five to five and a quarter percent of the Fed funds rate. Now, immediately, the National Association of Realtors Chief Economist, Lawrence Yoon, he responded very, very strongly. And he said this was harmful. He said that uh, regional banks are zombie-like, that they can't lend, and this is too fast, and they shouldn't have done it. Okay, um, I'm paraphrasing, but I'm going to give you the exact quote in a blog I'm going to write for tomorrow. Um, now, is it true or... Um, are the banks out of the out of the woods? Are they fine now? Have we had the last of it? Well, we are seeing seeing now that PacWest Bank is the newest one to fall. Uh, the stock has fallen ninety percent from almost thirty dollars a share at the in in February to three dollars today. So clearly, this is having a huge impact. But today's conference is going to be more about Main Street and less about Wall Street. Now, the reason for that is that we saw a lot of people buying at the top of the market over the last couple of years, and the majority of them have buyer's remorse. So what I want to say to you is that if you did purchase recently and you have buyer's remorse, that you should be looking at all the data statistics and analysis to make the best choice possible. Yes, when you purchase a home, it is yours, and oftentimes it is very difficult to sell, especially in today's market where the housing market is fairly frozen. However, there are always ways, there are always remedies. And we certainly have helped people 
in right before the Great Recession uh, was announced. Of course, we were seeing ample signs that there were issues. And we helped a number of people through various strategies, including deed and lose, et cetera. So um, I would strongly recommend that if you have buyer's remorse, you don't just say, oh, well, and then try to grin and bear it, um, especially in a high inflation environment where cash could start flowing out the window, is that we want to always be data driven. We always want to try to be as far as we can on the right side of the trade. So I'm going to start with some things because there's a lot of people, some people want to downsize, some people are thinking of selling this home and buying that home, uh, some people have two homes, they're wondering if they should rent it out or sell it, other people just bought, they have buyer's remorse, uh, other people really wish they were buying because they're paying super high rent. So I just want to go through the strategies and also some success stories so that you guys can know this can be done in a mindful way that's going to really benefit you. Um, definitely owning your own home. If you buy something you can afford for a good price can be the best investment you make. And it can certainly start building wealth because most of us pay a lot in rent. And if we stop making the landlord rich, that's money that could be going towards our own home equity, our own wealth, right? But that is not the only consideration. So a lot of people, especially first-time buyers, they were getting sold into homes that maybe they couldn't even afford with very high debt-to-income ratios and, um, you know, in areas maybe they didn't want to live. So I'm going to start with five considerations that you really want. First of all, don't get all your information just from a broker salesman who's going to make a commission to sell you something. You need to be understanding that you're the boss of your money and that you are going to have to live there. You're going to be stuck there. So you want to make sure that you are fully going in eyes wide open. All right, so five things. First of all, can you afford this? Now, if it's your own home, it obviously has a lot to do with your budget. But if it's income property, you have to look at it more like a business, right? Now, there are ways for your own home to have more income coming in. Intergenerational housing, a roommate. Um, if it's a vacation home, maybe you uh, sublet it out while you're not there. Also, hard assets hold their value better than paper assets in a debt world. So if you are thinking I should sell this so I can buy that because I'm ready to downsize or I want to move to a different city, then it might be a good idea to think of that differently. Having a lot of cash when banks are failing can feel very vulnerable. Having a home that um, rent you can rent out and brings you an income that would be above all the expenses can be lovely. Okay, so we're going to think about those things, too. One other thing is real estate usually is something that you have to hold for a while, especially right now, because if you buy right now, you're buying high. So you may have to hold it for a while. So you have to try to cast your vision out 10 years and ask yourself, where would I like to live in 10 years? And don't just say, would I like to live here in 10 years? Ask yourself, if I'm really thinking about where I will be in 10 years, the age I will be, how old my kids will be, et cetera, where would I like to live? And then see what the answer looks like. Also, what are the risks of owning here? So people in Key West, as an example, um, they found that their insurance costs went through the roof a couple of years ago. And all of a the sudden, they can't really afford their home anymore or to insure their home. And that feels vulnerable if you live in Florida. 
So we want to make sure that we are truly understanding the risks and the costs of home ownership. And then also, are these my people? Is this really where I feel I can um, establish a sanctuary home? Um, you know, it was interesting because what my father wanted, he lived in a in a home, a mobile home. So he could move it to this place or that place. And one place was high crime and the other place was no crime. One place was a lot of young folks and a lot of drinking. The other place, he was, he was very, you know, he was elderly. And the other place was a, a community for people over the age of 55. And he was thinking of moving seriously to the other place. And I can't remember why it might've been $25 difference. It was very, it was so small, not even for a fixed income person, it wouldn't even be a consideration. And, um, you know, we were like, look where, you know, he said, oh, I can just shut my door and I, I, all those people won't bother me, but that's not the way it works. So he did end up moving into the community uh, of the retired people. And he was really happy he did, you know, a couple of months after he moved in, there was a murder in the other com community. So I'm just saying is that you really want to make sure that you're a match with the community. All right. So there are uh, many other things to consider. And I want to say I just posted a blog on this. And also there is an entire section on real estate in the ABCs of Money 5th edition. So that's a very good resource for you. Case studies, people who have bought and sold, people who've been in problems, people who did it right. So you can read up what they did, a 10-point checklist for home buyers. So you absolutely want to be reading the ABCs of Money 5th edition real estate section if you want to buy or sell real estate or if you're a homeowner or if you're income property owner. But let's start with the most recent blog. And again, this is the one that was talking about the office buildings being empty. Because this is a big issue, both for the stock market and also if you happen to own real estate uh, industry in any of your 401ks or your managed brokerage account. So here were seven real estate tips that I listed there. And one of them that's really important that we haven't talked about uh, enough yet is that real estate is down 10%. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. So the high was last June. And since then, real estate has dropped about 10%. Stocks um, over 20%. Bonds, long-term government bonds over 26%. So you can see that, as I said, real estate will hold its value better when paper assets are losing their value. That is proving to be the case. So this is an, a, a very important consideration, right? That real estate can hold its value. So if it's something we can't afford or if we need to move or if we need to downsize, is there a way that we can do it where this real estate becomes an asset or maybe even an income producing asset for us that holds the value? So that's another way of thinking about it, right? Of course, then you're going to have to think about it a little bit more as a business, but we can help you to do that too. Also, date around before you get married. Like, you know, you're going to be stuck with this house probably for a while. So don't just be out there like I'm paying too high of rent, so I have to buy and I'm going to buy and, and then just looking for whatever you can afford and it's pushing you farther and farther away from your sanctuary home. Be mindful. And again, there are recent examples of people who've been very creative and come up with extraordinary solutions that are pretty impressive. And they were very low cost. 
considering the price of just a single family home. So interview your home like you would your soulmate. Again, would I like to live here? Would I feel like this is my sanctuary? Are these my people? The buy low, sell high continuum. Again, real estate is really high and I'm gonna show you a chart. Even with it down 10%, it's still very high. Buying high and having it drop beneath the value of your mortgage can be the worst thing. So it's really important for you to do the math first before you buy. Empty office buildings and shopping malls. This is really important for anybody who might have real estate investment trusts in their retirement account. And if you don't know what you own because someone else is managing it for you, or because it's a retirement account and you aren't sure what, what's inside the funds, now is the time to do the analysis and make sure that you are properly protected and diversified. Um, I can help you with that in my private coaching. I give an unbiased second opinion. It's unbiased because I don't sell financial products. I have no, I don't get commissions for selling you into things. I want to tell you exactly what you own so you can be the boss of your money because it's your money, even if somebody else loses it. All right. So those are some very important considerations. And again, there's a lot of additional color on each one of these topics that you want to look at. And this is the name of that blog, Empty Office Buildings. So two ways that you can easily find this. One would be go to Google, search on nataliepace.com forward slash blog, and then put in the title. And chances are this will come right up, right? Like if I just go here, I'll show you. So if I just put in here, nataliepace.com forward slash blog, empty office buildings. I could even probably misspell Natalie Pace and it would find it, but here. Oh, it's taking you to an older one. Sorry about that, guys. Here's another thing that you can do. Go to uh, nataliepace.com forward slash blog. Oh, maybe it's that one. And then just do a quick search on it, empty office. And there you get it right there. And you could just click on it. All right. So we looked at that. Now, I promised you that I wanted to show you real quickly the 10-point buyer checklist. This is from the ABCs of money. And you can take a picture of this if you would like. So again, your home is your sanctuary. Make sure that this is something that you really want to live in. And again, for most of us, actually we should be thinking differently. So going out and buying something that would be appropriate for you in the smallest way possible is actually gonna be the most expensive per square foot. If you can figure out how to do this better and maybe monetize it a little bit, whether it's roommates, intergenerational housing, um, you know, a, an apartment above the garage, anything at all that brings in extra income and you think bigger, usually you can find a better deal. So that's one of the things that I want us to be thinking about rather than just moving out into the sticks into a little tiny weeby, thinking that's the only thing that we can afford. The Thrive Budget, what can you really afford? If you are overspending on your housing, 
then you know you might have to put food on a credit card. So this is really important. And yes, in today's world, which does not add up, we have to be very creative about how we're going to do this. Intergenerational housing, the three ingredient recipe for cooking at profits, which we're going to do shopping in the shadow inventory, which I can't take you completely into right now, but we are going to have a real estate masterclass June 3rd. And if real estate is your is something you're very interested in, again, whether you're buying, selling, downsizing, whatever it is, holding then be sure to register for that. If you register today, I'll still give you the early bird price, even though it ended a few days ago. Today is May 4th. So look at it now. Go to nataliepace.com and look in the menu for the real estate master class. I'll show you what that looks like real quickly. So again, you'll save some money if you register today. And it's online, so you can attend from anywhere in the world. All right, so safe income producing hard assets that you purchase for a good price. Not one word can be deleted in that. And again, we can go over it a little bit more at the retreat. I am going to show you, I mean, that masterclass, I am going to show you some tricks to that today. Will real estate ever be affordable again? The interesting thing is that at the market top, whether it's stocks or real estate or bonds, that is always the question. Is it going to just keep going up and up and up? Will it ever be affordable again? And the truth is, yes, they do. We have these dramatic, sadly, price plunges. Real estate plunged, and I'm going to show you a couple of charts on that too, but real estate dropped by half or more in some areas in the Great Recession. So yes, it can drop, and it's already dropped 10% more in the areas that ran up the fastest. Climate change, again, some areas, um, whether it's your insurance just tripled or quadrupled, or you're in the middle of a water war, you should definitely be factoring in how climate change is affecting the area that you want to live in. Buy what you can afford, but I also want you to think bigger on that because when you have income, that's part of what you can afford. You can now afford more, right? All right, so let me show you the PowerPoint and that will help us add a little bit more color on some of these details that I've already told you about in these 10 points. So in the three ingredient recipe for cooking up profits, you start with what you know and love. So you're always going to want to make sure that you're, you know the area, you've really kicked the dirt. It should be someplace that you would like to live if it's your home or you wouldn't mind visiting if it's your income property because you might have to swap it out in between tenants. And you'll know the area better, the rent laws, all the other pertinent details. Pick the leader, but I always say you could potentially create the leader too. So, you know, in our real estate masterclass, we're going to talk about people that thought outside the box, whether they built their own home. Um, we have an example of someone who built their own off-grid solar home. Uh, we have an example of somebody who took an existing structure that was abandoned and turned it, bought it very, very cheaply and turned it into 33 apartments. So there's a lot of interesting examples of what people can do when they think outside the box and the deals to be found in those arenas. 
And then you want to buy it for a good price, right? Now, in real estate, I think you could make the case that you keep it in the family because it can be such an asset for your kids if they don't have to pay the, you know, make the landlord rich, right? So, but um, there are certain times when you want, you do want to sell high. So buy low is very, very key. And whether you sell high or keep it in the family for intergenerational wealth, you want to be mindful of exit strategies as well. And as I mentioned before, buying high in real estate can ruin your life for a decade or longer. You can't sell, your credit is ruined, you might be paying through the nose, and you could have even a giant tax bill on phantom income. Real estate doubled after the Great Recession. So if you had come to our investor educational retreat anytime between 2009 and 2014, we were saying you should buy real estate. And it doubled, and many people were very, very happy that they did. Of course, it has gone up even higher since 2014, but now it's getting into the uh, outrageous uh, you know, territory, unaffordable. We'll talk about that in a moment. But also, prices have started to drop because when it get this is part of it is called shelter inflation. When rents and homes get more expensive than people can afford, then we have to do something about it. And the feds are raising interest rates to address that. So A, doubled his money and built his dream home. Now, 20 million Americans lost their home in the years preceding and, and after the Great Recession. 20 million. A lot of people aren't aware of that. M watched too many get-rich-quick ads and lost everything. So again, this is our sample pie chart from 2012, where we were basically saying, you know, hard assets, including cash positive income property, are a good idea for a safe way to invest money right now. Now, this is the median existing home sales price. So again, as you can see, here was the high before the Great Recession. The low was right around 2011, and then it came back to the highs around 2015. And since then, it's gone crazy, but is starting to go down. Home affordability, it, uh, homes are just not affordable to the people who live there. It would require about 32% of the average wages, which is too high, because that's not factoring in all of the other costs of living, including health insurance, health care, transportation, food, um, taxes, etc., so again, these are the real estate considerations that we started off with. I'm not going to say them again, but you can take a picture of them if you'd like. And I just want to remind you that we're going to go into greater detail at our real estate masterclass June 3rd. And again, if you register today, which is Thursday, May 4th, 2023, then we'll give you the early bird price. So a um, couple of other quick things I think I have before I sign off from you guys. Oh, do join us for our investor educational retreat online June 10th through the 12th. Uh, we're in the early bird pricing period there, but if you register today, I'll throw in a coaching session, a free complimentary private coaching session with me personally. Again, it has to be today. And the Restormal Retreat allows us to experience intergenerational wealth. This manor house that we stay at is owned by the royal family. 
it's been in the how it's been in the family since the 1300s and you stay there it's same place that king charles stays at and other people it has three wings nine bedrooms and our reason for staying there is to help people understand how to have intergenerational wealth how to you know buy or build things and assets that can remain in the family for centuries how to think bigger and uh and to understand that it's not out there it's not a fairy tale we're actually living in it for a week so it's not a fairy tale and part of that process of registering for that retreat means that you're going to get all of our master classes and all of our online retreats. So the complete money makeover before we go so that when we go, we just live the experience. We already have the mental training. We already have the financial training and we can just live there and dream bigger and start making plans to realize what it is that we're dreaming of. All right, so that's it today. I do want to ask you, please follow me on Instagram. Instagram, Natalie Wynn Pace, W-Y-N-N-E. Um, also, you can get all of this. Of course, you're going to be watching this back uh, on YouTube, right? But you can access all of my social media on the homepage at nataliepace.com. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, emailing us, uh, Spotify or Apple and YouTube. So it's youtube.com forward slash Natalie Pace. And we do have a Twitter feed on the homepage so that you're always up to date on my commentary on what's happening in the news. So daily money tips. Thank you again for joining me. I look forward to seeing you in our real estate masterclass and our money makeover retreat June uh, 10th through the 12th. Again, you can reach us at info at nataliepace.com. You can call 310-430-2397. If you would like personal consultation, because uh, again, whether you want to downsize, whether you want to buy, whether you want to sell, whether you have buyer's remorse, it's a very good idea to be getting this information now while the real estate values have only dropped about 10%. All right. I look forward to speaking with you and reach out to us, please. Thank you. Have a lovely day.